2: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated because it's match day. Arsenal return to the Premier League this weekend away at Everton. Uh, It's going to be a slightly shorter show today because I do have to indeed get a train up to Merseyside to watch the game and... uh, report on it so i'm very much looking forward to getting up there and hopefully uh seeing a much better result than i managed last year uh when we went earlier this year i should say when Arsenal were beaten um, and probably deservedly beaten 1 0 by Everton that day. And that was with a new manager bounce. They've got a new ownership now with 777 partners taking over the club uh, on a majority shareholding from Farhad Mashiri. Uh, so let's see if that indeed makes any difference to today's results. But good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Thank you, everybody, for doing so. It means the world. Pini Wing, good morning to you, to Vachy, uh, to Paul, to Hawkwind, to Blackshine, uh, Red Star. Carlton, Good morning to Louis, Barry, Arasilki. Uh, we've got PJ, Clintcy Olu, Steve, Gunajake, Josh, Owen, uh, Mr. E, uh, Rob Paul, Stevie, Richard, Lester, and plenty more of you guys as well. And I would say a massive thank you to uh, Louis, who I did see leave a comment on yesterday's video saying they'd managed to watch every single episode for one year. Uh, I mean, Louis could be lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust him. So that is a hell of a bit of commitment uh, from Louis there. So every single show that's been produced in the last year uh, managed to watch it. So thank you for that support. That is kind of crazy. Um, but thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's uh, let's crack over today's stories, shall we? Uh, let's go into yesterday's uh, Arsenal under 18s uh, draw with Reading in which goals from Ferdinand and Benjamin were enough to help Arsenal secure a point in the game um, it will be frustrating to Jack Wilshere that they didn't come away with maximum points of course but uh, under 18s is always going to be a very volatile group with players kind of coming through from the the other youth sides and then leaving the under-18s to play with the under 21. So it's always kind of one where you're kind of looking at individuals. But Benjamin and Ferdinand, Ferdinand in particular, I think is one that you guys should all be looking out for this season. He's going to be a very exciting young player to watch. So keep your keep your eyes on him. Uh, moving forwards and into yesterday's Premier League results. Uh, to run you through, we've got a couple of things to talk about from these games. It was a very, very hectic day of football with plenty of goals across all of the fixtures, bar one. Um, but we'll talk about that. Uh, Wolves losing 3-1 at home to Liverpool. Another side getting a 1-0 lead against Liverpool and then Liverpool turning that scoreline around. Uh, it does show the defensive frailties and back perhaps how slow Liverpool start, but they are still, um, or became league leaders when they won that game until Manchester City beat West Ham. United 3-1 again. Another side going 1-0 up against a visiting giant and not being able to hold on to that lead. Aston Villa left it late to beat Crystal Palace. Uh, Fulham getting a 1-0 win over Luton in which Lokonga got his first start and first moment uh, in a Luton Town shirt alongside Nakamba. So one to keep an eye on as the season goes on how Lokonga gets on at Luton but Fulham managed to hold on to that one nil win there. Um, We saw Newcastle in the late kickoff beat Brentford 1-0 with a Callum Wilson penalty being enough to separate the two sides. But I think that besides the frustrating Spurs turnaround uh, in the 96th or 100th minutes from Richarlison and Kulusevski, I think we can all agree that the amusement of the day was provided by Manchester United, who were beaten very comfortably by a, a Brighton side that Won 3-1 and they were 3-0 up until a very excitable um, Hannibal, I believe the youth player is, who celebrated like he'd scored and won the World Cup um, in the 3-1 defeat. But uh, yeah, it was a very disappointing day for Eric Ten Hag, who is just having an absolute nightmare. I'll run through this first and we'll go back through some of the other stories. But yeah, all the teams have spent a lot of money, says Ten Hag. Brighton have spent money. When Man United come, it inflates the price. That is also true my goodness me does this guy I love to moan just cry and moan and tears and just constant never taking ownership for their own mistakes or their own lack of quality uh, ten hag is and will continue to be the biggest excuse maker um that there is out there right now and uh, yeah i really do think that when it comes to um when it comes to eric ten hag i think he was an overrated coach who's just brought in a lot of his old players from Ajax, who he did very well with in the Eredivisie, but is struggling to uh, to kind of translate that to his Manchester United side. The recruitment there is a mess, his decision-making with the substitutions. I mean, taking off at Rasmus Hoyland rightfully got roundly booed, but uh, goodness me. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. But uh, he does annoy me a hell of a lot with his excuses. Eric 10 moans, Eric 10 excuses. All the the uh, the memes and puns you can come up with, certainly appropriate at this point in time. Pedro Neto in that game for Wolves, I think certainly showed why Arsenal still have this interest. Uh, there were reports over the summer that Arsenal had made an inquiry about potentially signing Pedro Neto as a forward option for the team. And his assists for the opening goal for Chang Huang was an excellent piece of football he's 23 years years of age he'll still be 23 come January because that's how it works does not turn 24 until March Um, but if Arsenal choose indeed to sign him in the summer he would be 24 by that point and a good age I think still matching the age profile of the squad at this point Um, but yeah very good start to the season I think for Pedro Neto and certainly a player that we'll be keeping an eye on throughout the course of the season. But uh, very interested to see if Arsenal do again for what could be the third transfer window, revive their interest in the Portuguese international. And I did want to touch upon what Paul Hickingbottom, the Sheffield United's head coach, spoke about after the game against Spurs. He said, the referees don't know what they're doing with the new rules. Our goalkeeper is getting threatened in the first few minutes about taking his time. Everyone can see how we were setting up to play out. We work all week on how we play, and then them has to go long, and the referees are telling us how we have to play. It became comedy. We've got people who know the le- the least about the game directing which way the game is going. And goodness me, like I understand that these rules are implemented to try and deter time wasting, and to some degrees, you know, you can say that it works. But that said, you know, if the idea is that we're trying to do this to deter time-wasting and the idea is that they add on more um, time at the end of games surely they just add the time on I thought the adding of time on was meant to detract away from um, referees you know um, like having to deal with time-wasting you add the time on then you don't have to give players yellow cards for supposed time-wasting because you're meant to play out the game as it is intended to be it just seems like there's a conflict going on here either be more strict with your punishments for time wasting because let's be honest a goalkeeper is never going to be sent off for time wasting It's never happened i don't see it ever happening every time it's kind of an empty threat a goalkeeper will get a yellow card and they will continue to time waste because they know that they're not going to get sent off no goalkeeper has ever been sent off to my understanding of of two yellow cards it just doesn't happen it's completely it's pathetic and like if the you got to pick one or the other either start sending goalkeepers off or stop adding so much time or just do one or the other. You can't do both. It doesn't work that way. And then he talks about how I think McBurney had asked the referee just a question about his shirt being pulled, and he got booked for saying that his shirt had been pulled. So it's just getting to the point now where, and this is coming from a former school teacher, but like you're getting that kind of stereotypical um stuck up school teacher sense about referees. And uh, you know, it's usually a lazy Stereotype for teachers, but if you're going to apply it in this case, this <laughs> kind of the, just a higher mighty referees of the game certainly are coming across that way and treating the, uh, the players like kids at this stage. And yeah, uh, until you start getting these decisions right, until you're good enough to make the right choices on the field, I'm sorry, but the lack of respect for officials is going to is going to be maintained because people don't respect referees who can't make the right decisions. Uh, In terms of today's games, before Arsenal travel to Merseyside to play against Everton, um, Bournemouth will indeed host Chelsea in a very interesting game, I think, obviously, at 2 o'clock. 1 o'clock is the F1, for those that care. Um, But uh, 2, if you don't care about the F1... I'll be trying to watch that on the train on the way up. But uh in terms of the uh in terms of the Chelsea game, certainly one to look out for. If Chelsea don't win this fixture, it will leave them in a very difficult place. Bournemouth would overtake them in the table they would drop to fifteenth after five games. Um, So let's keep our fingers crossed for a Bournemouth winning this one. In terms of what the table's looking like ahead of Arsenal's game against Everton Man City, atop top with 15 points. Spurs in second with 13 alongside Liverpool. Brighton Hove Albion on 12 in fourth and Arsenal would overtake them into fourth place if they indeed do get that win, that long-awaited win at Everton and uh, would need at least four goals to be on goal difference par with both Liverpool and Spurs. So ahead of the North London derby, Arsenal will want to be getting a significantly positive result. And speaking of which, Everton will indeed face Arsenal. Is this a bit of a hint that Aaron Ramsdale will be starting the game? Arsenal often leave these little hints about what might be happening, whether it's intentional or not, but Ramsdale here on the image um, being used to highlight today's game against Everton. So those thinking that Raya might be coming in might end up being disappointed. But are they being reverse? Are they reverse psychologying us? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And if you want to get more content and more chat about Everton's game against Arsenal today, you can go back and watch our preview show, which I certainly encourage you to do. Right, let's go to part two and your questions in the chat box right after this. Right then, Uh, let's jump into the chat box. Uh, I say I've got about 10 minutes or so because then I've got to shoot off and catch a train. So uh, let's smash through as many of these questions as we can. Uh, Nathan says, what do you think about stopping the clock uh, when the ball is out of play like in basketball or rugby, of course? Uh, Obviously, the game would need to be something like 60 minutes instead. I think this is a a genuine potential pathway um, out of this. I think, yes, reduce the game to 60 or 70 minutes. 30 or 35 minute halves and use a stopped clock system i think that is potentially the way forwards for football i think that is the way in which it needs to be played uh, if there's any kind of exploits you know maybe we could start trialing it i don't know in somewhere else uh, in less high profile leagues maybe that's where we need to do it but uh, certainly uh, nathan i think it's, it's an apt option for us to to consider um Pini Wynn says, Are Spurs low key better without Harry Kane? Should we be worried? I think there is an element of they've brought in a coach that's got them playing as a team. Uh, That said, you know, even though they dominated Sheffield United yesterday, I felt that, you know, Sheffield United defended very, very well. And I don't really think that Spurs have been tested, really, so far this season. I mean, the only time that they were really tested was against Brentford, and they only came away with a draw in that game. So I think that. Next week's game with Arsenal. I'm very excited to see how it goes and how we combat that Spurs team. We have a great record against them at home. Let's see if we're able to kind of um showcase the difference between us and them. Um Matt G says, Tom, are you going to apologize for jinxing it if Ramsdale now gets sent off for time wasting later today? I will indeed apologize, but <laughs> I'm not expecting that to happen. Um Aditya says, Tom, it's my birthday tomorrow and I just want Arsenal to win today. Well, happy birthday for tomorrow, mate. And uh, thank you for being a member for eight months. That's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, let's hope that Arsenal can bring home the points for you on your birthday. Um, Virre says, no reason why Ramsdale shouldn't start. Uh, FK's pod on Latte Firm about goalkeeper analysis was very enlightening. Yeah, I agree. I don't see why Ramsdale should be dropped at the moment. You're going to use Raya on Wednesday against PSV. Looking forward to being at that game. And you're going to use him in the Carabao Cup game the week after against Brentford. So I don't really see why we wouldn't use uh, Ramsdale in these Premier League games, for the moment at least. Uh, Cody says, now that we now that a few uh, have been played, what teams other than City possess the most threat for us? I genuinely think you need to keep your eyes on Brighton. They are very well coached. They've got some very well-talented players. Even though they've lost Caicedo, they've lost McAllister, they are still a real threat and that is a, a show of the manager you know that is a absolute um compliment to the coach that he's able to maximize this team get more from this team even despite losing two top players in Caicedo and of course McAllister so yeah Brighton are the ones for me that you need to keep your eyes on Spurs I don't like giving them credit but they have been good uh, I just think that they haven't yet been tested so let's wait and see when those tests really start to come along for Spurs. Um, Fuad says, uh, "Tom, I reckon Ten Hag could insult the Man United fans' own mothers, and they'd still blame the Glazers for it. The guy is Teflon and can't be criticised with that fan base. It's hilarious, and I love it." Yeah, he says, this "Does seem to be beyond criticism, you know. Even during the staunchest of Arteta in days in that poor season, you know, we did we did criticise Arteta for the things that he was getting wrong. Um, and so, for that reason, we need to you need to be grounded when you're looking at managers and." Let's be honest. Ten Hag has not improved Manchester United. Uh, Jen says, what's your prediction for today's game? I think I went with 2-0 in the preview show. If you want to get more in-depth detail about what my thoughts are out of the game, go watch our preview show that we did a couple of days ago. Um, KSSM says, I do not agree with reducing the length of the game when the 90 min's Uh, When the 90-minute time was first decided, time-wasting was not factored in. Games do not need to be shorter. They need to be officiated better. What I would say is that games would be probably about the same length um, with stopped clocks. I think they would be probably around the same length of time anyway. I think that a 35-minute half instead of a 45-minute half with a stopped clock, it would be interesting to see how much football is is played and how much games are actually going on for in the total time length. So you might be surprised uh, about how long games still go on for with a stopped clock, even with a 30 or 20 minute reduction in the overall game time. Um, Lynn says the refs now are taking the new rules to another level, 12 yellows and one red in the Spurs game. Would you agree? I think that they are absolutely taking things to a ridiculous level and uh, it's almost given them too much power to be. Uh, pedantic I think is the, probably the right word and it yeah it's it's not ideal it's not ideal at all um, let's go to uh, Patrick says which Wolves players could you see in uh, Arsenal I mean Pedro Neto is the, is the obvious one I think he certainly is somebody that that we should be keeping you know firm eyes on uh, as a player I used to really like Daniel Pedence but I don't think his age profile really suits uh, really suits us at all, to be honest. Uh, Lenz says TGT does Everton's physicality work against us, like last season. I think to a degree, but what I would say is that Sam Dean, uh, the Telegraph, did a really good article about how Arsenal are going to Everton with the biggest team they've had since I think something some silly time ago, uh, maybe even since the Invincibles. You know, with Kai Havertz, with Gabriel, with Declan Rice, with um, you know players that are offering us some real verticality about it um i think that is going to be something that really does favor us if tom yasu starts it's another player with extra height let's see if he comes into the team so yeah did pedence leave oh, i missed that Has daniel pedence left he did leave when did he leave he left in 2023 to go to Olympiakos. on september pedence returned to olympiacos on a season-long line wow I don't really like Pedence and he's left on loan for Olympiacos. He's not played yet, but uh, yeah, that's a real shame. I like Pedence. I thought he was a good player, um, but he is, as I say, age profile wise, not the age profile that we'd be looking for. He is 27 now. And I don't think for a backup winger, we've already got Trossard that we would invest in another kind of late twenties player, if you like. Uh, Zoom asks us, do you think it's a risk to start Vieira? There's an element of risk, of course. There's, of course, there's going to be an element of risk uh, with Vieira starting a game, but I don't think he will. Uh, if you're asking me for a prediction about who I think will start, I think Havertz will probably start today. So yeah, get used to that. Uh, Shlamid, uh, Shlamid Jose, thank you so much for the kind uh, super sticker donations. It's very very kind of you, indeed. I hope you have a fantastic day and enjoy the game a little bit later on today. Uh, Merab says uh, I'd like to start Tommy Asu at left back and Zinchenko at left centre mid. I assume that is um, in to, in place of Havertz, I suppose. Is that an option for us? Maybe it is. MM says, is it true that Havertz has scored three goals in his last three games against Everton? I don't know why anyone would make that up. I did see that stat go around the, the blocks yesterday. So, yeah, I assume. I assume that that is right. I assume that that is right. Uh, Penny Ween says, I've read that podcasters are not allowed on trains until 4.01. Is that true? Well, it's not true here. <laughs> We train when we like. Uh, Nathan says, there were games last season that the ball was in play for less than 50 minutes, exactly. So that gives you some indication about how long uh, these games might go on for with a stopped clock system. Uh, Chun Ho says, do you think Liverpool, with their defence, can sustain a run of results that they're on? I don't think you could argue it's not sustainable, but whilst they're scoring as many goals as they're scoring, it'd be naive to suggest that they aren't going to continue to win games. I mean, what is their run of fixtures? Let's just have a quick look. Uh, They obviously have Europa League action coming up. They play at home to West Ham. They're then away to Spurs in a very interesting game on the 30th of September. Um, So Spurs play us, then Liverpool. That's very interesting indeed. They then play Brighton away from home. So Liverpool are about to face a really difficult run of games. West Ham have had a good start to the season. They then play Spurs. They then play uh, Brighton. They're then in the side derby. And then they've got a a very favourable run of games against uh, Everton, Forest and Luton. And then it's Brentford and Man City, uh, which come in quick succession. So there's a lot going on, and uh, there's a lot going to be happening for Liverpool. So let's wait and see how it kind of plays out. It's really difficult to kind of get a. Um, it's really difficult to get a grasp on on things now. Uh, Mike says, "What's uh, what is assume? Uh, it's how I say assume uh, is what it is." <laughs> so I hope that provides you. Dishoom is a very nice uh, restaurant in London if you haven't checked it out already. Uh is based on these five games do you think City squad is better than last year? If no, are we good enough to beat them? I think that what we've seen from Man City is they're still they're going through their early season adjustment to the signings that they've made like Doku for instance and Guardiola. and they're going through the adjustment of now Doku looks very talented. He's always been a talented like protégé um no that's not the word um what's the word I'm looking for protégé is not the word he's always looked like a talented talent (laughs) um and potential star I think that he needed to be harnessed by the right team And man city certainly you can't argue are not the right team so when that clicks for them I think they'll come good a lot and very strong in the second half of the season again I think that based upon the first five games city's squad has weaknesses right now. And the benefit that we have this season is we don't have to wait until next year to play them. Hopefully when we play them at the start of October, we can catch them in this prospect. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you, people. Um, I think that when it comes to that game in October, we play them much earlier in the season. That hopefully will give us a chance to exploit any kind of deficiencies that remain in that Man City side. I don't think Man City have had any real Tests so far this season. Let's have a quick look at their fixtures as well. Um, who have they played so far this season? They boom, boom, They beat Burnley on the opening day. Then they, I suppose, Newcastle were a tough test, um, but they beat them 1 0. And I don't think Newcastle offered too much in that game. Sheffield United, Fulham, West Ham. Um, so they then play Forest. They're then away at Wolves. They then play us. We'll be the first big 16 they play all season. And then they've got a run against Brighton, Manchester United. Bournemouth, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. They've got a very difficult October through to December. That will be a very interesting test of, of of Man City's run. Arsenal themselves, you know, we've got a very difficult run coming up in terms of games also. You know, we play Spurs, Brentford away in the Cabal Cup, then away at Bournemouth, then Man City, then Chelsea, then Sheffield United, then Newcastle. Um, so, yeah, there's some difficult games for us coming up. There's a real kind of clutch period, I think, between October and November that we'll have a far better idea of where teams sit this season. Right, that is going to bring us to an end of today's show. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. I hope that you have a fantastic Sunday that's going to be emboldened by Arsenal. Fingers crossed getting the result that we need at Goodison Park. We certainly need to end this poor run. And uh, yeah, let's keep those fingers crossed that we can do it indeed. Uh, Drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel if you're new with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I will see you uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah, indeed, tomorrow. But I'll be doing quite a lot of filming today. So hopefully, you can see kind of the journey up to Goodison. You can see some of the content that we're going to be producing over on football. London and the Arsenal way throughout the day as well. So uh, we're going to be using this, uh, which is, uh, we can take this off, which I'm going to... apologies for the noise, but uh, we're going to be using this today. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, let's wait and see what happens. Uh, thank you, everyone. Have a fantastic evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you happen to be. And as always, Up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McC delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: I'm there- conditions apply five years or 100 miles whichever comes first
1: pro pilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times
2: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans